Hi friends, I'm Tierney. And I'm Shelby. And we're Dead Dead Drunk. drunk. I'm going to preface this case by saying it's pretty heartbreaking. And yes, most of the cases we cover are, but this one is especially because it's been 35 years and we're still searching for answers. No, this case is not going to be tied up in a neat bow for you drunkies, and I'm sorry, but it is just the same for Phyllis O'Connell, a now 76-year-old woman who has no idea what happened to her daughter back in August of 1985. All we can hope is someone out there listening knows something about what happened to Kristen O'Connell. What's up? Hey. <laughs> What's going on? Not much, really. Same shit, different day. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'm really looking forward to right now is pajama day at school tomorrow because um, I can wear my PJs to school. Oh my gosh, that sounds so fun. And I wear my all. PJs to work regularly, though. Oh, I love that for you. <laughs> But yeah, I wish I could work in my PJs, but um, instill, instill, until school closes down, which I'm sure that it will. Uh, New York City schools closed down today, starting. I tomorrow. was just gonna say, I just read that New York City schools are stopping in-person learning. Vassar students are going home on Friday. They're they're finishing the semester virtually. That's been the plan the whole time. So. Yeah, I think that's for Maris too. Yeah. Um, but. But it couldn't have come at a better time, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think New York City schools are at like 3% for COVID. And we are, my school is at like, or our district is like two point something. So it's only a matter of time until we get shut down. So, Oh, I've just been saying this whole time. Like, it's only a matter of time before it starts coming back. It's at the house next door. So, oh, I know. yeah. How yep. is that going? Um covid wise all right yeah. i guess just being stuck in a house together not great not great yeah <laughs> i mean yeah that makes, <laughs> that makes sense. yeah well, as long as everyone's um, alive everyone's alive so far nobody's killed anybody else but <laughs> we'll see maybe there's an well, imposter what will over kill there them as well first? what will kill them first covid or each other <laughs> next week on <laughs> quarantined <laughs> That would be such a terrible reality show. Oh, oh I, know. <laughs> I know. Who will get COVID first or who will murder their housemates? That's <laughs> That should really be what Big Brother is. Did they do a season <laughs> of Big Brother this year? <laughs> they did. Yeah. They all had to test negative like five times or whatever before they put them in. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Wow, like Big okay. Brother is literally like we're quarantining together for this amount of time and we can't leave. So like. Right. Yeah. Whatever. But, but yeah, yeah, so, but even though we're staying home and staying safe and working from home, me and Tierney's taking her chances with four-year-olds every day, we're <laughs> also working on unlocking Israel keys. Yes. We're still wow, doing what a it. Sec- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. We are. I know that we owe you guys from, for last month and we apologize for that. Shirts are coming soon. Uh, they're in production. <laughs> See, you're going to get a really cool shirt and you're going to get an episode of Unlocking Israel Keys where we try and figure out who his fourth Washington victim is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Honestly, guys, we're going through a missing persons database. If you haven't done that, don't. It's It's annoying. Yeah, it's so annoying. But we're doing our best. We found a few that are pretty sus, you know, like that's. That's pretty suspicious. Could have been him. That's suspicious. That's (laughs) weird. (laughs) So we're ready to get spectacles with you guys this month. So be on the lookout for that probably next week as a little Thanksgiving treat. Woohoo. Thanksgiving treat. Yeah. And if you want this and I think there's like four or five episodes before that, go to patreon.com slash dead drunk and become a patron and then you can listen to it all. Right. If you want, you could do the five dollar a month, the easy option, or you can make it a double and drink with us once a month at our happy hours, yeah. which I want to do with you guys. Oh, it'll be so fun. <laughs> I can't wait. So, yeah, if you if you want to 
if you want to be our friend, do you just have to pay us $10 a month? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what 2020 has turned into. <laughs> and now we'd like you to pay us for friendship. Thank you. So Thank you. Much. And good night. <laughs> We're pretty entertaining friends. Yeah, I think honestly, I think. we're really good friends, right? Yeah, and if yeah. you want to get drunk with us on Zoom, obviously because it's still a pandemic. I every time I think about COVID coming back, I just hear that the pandemic isn't over just because <laughs> you're over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It's true. It's yeah, true. it is true. But you can join us for ten dollars at our happy hour, or you can drink with us on the episodes we expect that you're drinking at home too so what are we drinking this week oh, Tier, i love it you're great with the segments today our cocktail this week comes to us from finger lakes distilling company because that is where our case takes place in the finger lakes and it's called the walnut cherry cobbler which i thought was just oh. perfect for thanksgiving so what you're going to do is take two ounces of whiskey an ounce and a half of walnut liqueur and there's a bunch of recipes online for this if you're interested in making your own. I think it's called Nacino is like the the name that it's it's an Italian oh. liqueur that that Italian people make apparently. Oh, so kind of is it like amaretto kind of? I think it is a little bit. It's like nutty and it's like a little bit sweet. Oh, so, okay. yeah. I actually saw the walnut liqueur Paired with an apple maple Manhattan also, which also sounded oh amazing. So God, if you make it yeah. for this drink, you can also make it for that and just like do it up with all the walnuts. But wow. then I so. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> right? I want both of these drinks. Right? <laughs> uh, so the whiskey, the walnut liqueur, three fourths of an ounce of Jambouille and half an ounce of simple syrup and four dashes of cherry bitters. Just stir that up, garnish with a cherry, and there you have a walnut cherry cobbler cocktail just in time for Thanksgiving. Wow. I'm honestly so ready to put my mask on and go around to all the liquor stores in the area and go like, hey, do you have walnut liqueur? <laughs> right? <laughs> and they're going to look at me like, do we have what, ma'am? Like <laughs> <laughs> I know. It sounds so good, though, so it might be worth making. Oh, my God. I just keep thinking about the apple apple walnut Oh, fashion? Oh, yeah. That's going to be so good. Yeah. That's going to be so good. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. So, are you guys ready for this case? Drink up, dead drunkies. Yay. Okay. <clears throat> I got to get my serious voice on. <laughs> Kristen O'Connell was a 20-year-old student from Burnsville, Minnesota. She was studying hotel and restaurant management at the University of Wisconsin and had hopes to one day work in Hawaii since she loved to travel and she loved to meet new people. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, Kristen's dad actually suggested it to her, I think. He was like, you love to travel, you love people, why don't you work in hotel management? And she was like, okay. <laughs> she did. That's such a good idea, yeah. though. Oh my God. Yeah, when you like, think I about it. I really should have been thinking about how do I get myself to Hawaii? Like when <laughs> I picked a major. Right? Oh, God. Yeah, such a good idea. Kristen's mother, Phyllis, says that everyone liked Kristen. She was a, quote, good soul and good hearted. She says they had a very close mother-daughter relationship and that she was beautiful, but she never knew it, which made me feel oh, so sad. That's honestly, I immediately got sad when you were like, Kristen was a 20-year-old. Like, oh, the baby. <laughs> I know. She's just a baby. Yeah. Phyllis also mentioned that maybe she instilled a little bit too much confidence in Kristen that all people were good. She was very trusting of people no matter the circumstance because she just wanted to believe that everyone deep down was a good person, which is Aww. such a good mindset to have. And her yeah. father, who has since passed, said that he wouldn't have wanted her to be any other way. She was just so kind and a great person. Yeah, I always hate when people classify that kind of mindset as naive because it's really just you're a good, beautiful person and you mm -hmm. want that to be true of everybody else because right? How? <laughs> I honestly just think it's it must be so exhausting to be such a hateful, horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, right? Like, I hate some things. I'm not always perfect, but like... The God, negativity, it, get it out of there. Just get it out. Isn't it exhausting to... Like, we were... We were just talking before we were recording about somebody who just had to comment homophobia on Facebook. Like, what kind of, why do you need to be putting that kind of energy out in the yeah. world? Yeah, it's just <laughs> going to come right back to you, so. 
just just keep scrolling. Yeah. You don't have to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's people that want attention. They want to get a rise out of people. And it's like. Mm. But see, people that are beautiful like Kristen would never do that. Exactly. Snaps for Kristen. Aw. So in August of 1985, Kristen traveled to the Finger Lakes of upstate New York to visit a young man by the name of James Versmeech. The two met while on a spring break trip in Florida. And although Kristen's parents were hesitant, they let her go visit the 19-year-old at the trailer that he lived in. Oh, all of this is sounding very, very bad. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, no, I understand the uh, the willingness. Like it was a different time in the eighties. Yeah, it was and a different... also like they're kids, but at right. the same time, it's like she's twenty years old. She can make her own decisions. She's an adult, right? So no, I, this is nobody's. It's nobody's fault. Oh it no, just no, no, sounds no. Like a bad scenario. Also, I'm getting really bad vibes off of first Meech. <laughs> That's just a what a name that is. Oh my god. Yeah. Jim, I'm going to call him Jim from from here on out because I saw oh, him referred good. to as Jim. So, Kristen liked to write poetry and just before going on this trip, she wrote this poem and it gave me chills, so I want to read it for you. She said, "When I sit in my corner and think of the world, I want to roll up and die, but something inside me says no, so I keep struggling on. Why?" The feelings are ready to seize my heart, but yet something's missing. Maybe it's love. Too many people in this world can't face their problems, so they hide them, take drugs, try to run away from them. Are you one of those people? Think about it. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. That's she. I, li- I like to imagine that she would have a, a good poetry book that would sell way better than Gabby Hanna's. <laughs> I guess. That was so sweet. And time is and relative. Thought- Beauty is relative. <laughs> family is relatives. Yeah. Could have been that a tweet. Could have th- been a tweet. <laughs> that wasn't thought provoking at all. No. But Kristen's was. Right? Think about it. Uh, snaps for Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> snaps. Good poetry. Yes. Good poetry. <laughs> so on August 12th, 1985, after a plane and a car ride, Kristen did arrive safely to a small trailer park on West Seneca Street, which is also known as County Road 139, in the town of Ovid, New York. We live in this state, but there are so many towns I've literally oh never God. heard of. I know, which we'll come back to that for our chaser. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, as it always is, Ovid was a small town where everyone knew each other. The population in 1985 was approximately only 2,400 people. So a very small town. That still sounds like a lot of people to me, but also <laughs> just like a lot of people to know, you know? like Yeah, but when you think about like maybe there's like five people in a family. Oh, all right. Yeah, I got. I guess that makes more sense. It just every time I hear that, like it was a small town where everybody knew each other. I'm just like, ugh, barf. <laughs> like, thank God I don't yeah, live well, in one I of guess those. So- <laughs> To put it in perspective, that's 2,400 people. P- the population of Poughkeepsie is over 30,000. Ah, good. <laughs> so, like, uh, just to put in perspective, like, I wouldn't even think that Poughkeepsie is, like, a huge, like, place, but there's still yeah. that many people there. Yeah. Two days after she arrived on August 14th, Jim threw a party at his trailer, and over a dozen people attended, obviously pre-COVID. <laughs> Because we dozen? know Jim would have had a party under 10. Like <laughs> it's just Over a dozen people attended. I was like, oh, that sounds like a lot. And then I was like, hold no. on, wait it's a like second. 12. <laughs> the wording there. to make them sound popular. It was like 12 people. The wording yeah. there was really good. But like, it was more like a chill game night, probably. <laughs> it was like a kickback. It was a kickback. <laughs> Around 11.30 p.m., Kristen decided to go for a walk by herself but she was i'm sorry i maybe she just wants to explore the area but it that sounds a little bit i guess it wasn't unlike Kristen to go on walks but it definitely was odd timing oh okay i mean like she she would go for walks by herself at night that was something she liked to do but i think there was a little bit more behind this one and i'll tell you why oh okay Kristen was wearing a red striped tank top shorts and was barefoot. 
which told investigators that she probably was either in a hurry and or she didn't plan to walk very far. Yeah. Right. Because if like I've done it before where I just have to run out to my car to get something, I'm not going to take the time to put shoes on. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was just in the summer. Sometimes. Yeah. I'll run to the mailbox with no shoes on or I'll just run outside real quick with no shoes on. But I I mean, I don't take a walk barefoot. Yeah. So, I mean, and I don't know what the terrain was like or whatever, but I mean, it's in a trailer park, it's probably not luscious, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kristen's mom, Phyllis, says Kristen called her while she was on that walk. She told her that she was coming home. She could tell something was bothering Kristen, but the phone conversation was very vague and short. And she honestly just figured she would talk to her more about it when she got home. Like she wasn't going to, you know, she was obviously upset. She didn't want to talk about it at the moment. She wasn't going to pry. Like she's like, oh, I'll, I'll hear about why she's upset. She's fine. I'll talk to her when she gets home. Yeah. So was she telling her mom she's coming home earlier than they planned? Is that what? Oh, okay. Yeah. So unfortunately though, she never would make it back home. When Kristen didn't return to the trailer that night, her friends reported her missing and a massive search ensued. Oh, that night. I don't know if they started looking. I know some people started looking that night, but I think, you know, the police and the town started looking the next day. Oh, okay. Two days later, Kristen's body was found about 1500 feet from the trailer but it was in a tall cornfield so it was kind of hard to see her okay but she was kind of right there yeah so she she wasn't far at all but it it was if you think of like the movie signs oh yeah yeah how how the alien like hides in the corn oh yeah i was thinking children of the corn or field of dreams style corn like very tall corn (laughs) Right, so it would be hard to find somebody in there, even if they were standing up, let alone if they were... Right, much taller than the field that David Rose is standing in when they find him. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Unfortunately, she was deceased. She was naked, and her throat had been slashed. So it was very brutal. She was covered in blood. Oh. Yeah. Right away, the investigation was really difficult because the night Kristen went missing, there ended up being a huge storm and most of the crime scene got washed away. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, that's very, I, I, I'm laughing because I just can't believe the circumstances. That's like, that's crazy. Yeah. There was probably a ton of evidence left there because this, I mean, it doesn't sound like it was planned. It was like, it right. sounds and looks like something that just kind of happened. Happened. Yeah. And there should have been a lot. There should always be a lot of evidence in something like that. As so that really sucks. And that's what police think, too. They definitely think it was a spur of the moment thing that happened. But again, yeah. they just don't have a lot of evidence. So now all police could really do was talk to the people at the party and in the town and try to find some answers. Right. But now a brief word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you in part by the Drifting Souls. The Drifting Souls is a boutique that we love and we think you guys will love them too. They sell drinkware, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and other cool things that make the perfect gift for your friends, family, or honestly for yourself. Do you? I was browsing this morning and I had to seriously refrain from ordering everything on the site. The next thing I need is the shirt that says alcohol first, then relatives. Oh, because yes. any family <laughs> holiday without alcohol is not possible. It's just not. We love that the Drifting Souls is a women run business because to quote your crime obsessed, say it with me. Let, let the, the women, women do, do the, the work. work. Every order is also custom printed just for you, so you know you're getting the highest quality product every single time. If you order by December 6th, your order is guaranteed to arrive by Christmas, but why wait? Head over to the Drifting Souls to shop now, and make sure to use our code DEADDRUNK for 20% off at checkout. That's thedriftingsouls.com, and use code D-E-A-D-D-R-U-N-K at checkout for 20% off. Okay, now back to our regularly scheduled programming. So, unfortunately, there's not a lot of information about this case in the form of news articles, which is so frustrating, not only for us as people researching the case, but obviously also for Kristen's family and friends. 
Most of the information that I found about the suspects and questioning and all that jazz is from web sleuths. I love web sleuths. I think they're great. So if the reporting I'm doing right now is not completely accurate, I apologize, but it's kind of all I could find. And I would rather get this information out there just in case it's accurate. And maybe it'll jog somebody's memory or lead to an answer or something. Yeah, of course. And that sounds really frustrating. So, yeah, I like usually when we find a case, we can find like a Wikipedia article or something that has a little bit of a right. There's something. Nope. That's so. Wow. There's not even like an article about is there an article about the crime that came out like oh in the- there's yeah there's there's a bunch of articles but it's just not there's nowhere where it's pieced together in a in a comprehensive concise manner. way oh, okay. yeah exactly it's like i can find articles that were coming out as the information was coming out oh okay but there's right? nothing that like pieces everything together and says like this happened and then this happened and then this happened and no i found one timeline but when i clicked on it it had been deleted so oh wow okay yeah it's it was oh, it was a puzzle to put together for sure but what seems to be the consensus on these discussion boards and all that stuff is that the guy Kristen went to visit didn't pay her much attention while she was visiting Kristen was left to hang out with his friends while he was off doing whatever he felt like. And it's uncertain whether or not Kristen and Jim were romantically interested in each other. However, if it were me and I was going to visit a boy I met on vacation and I was traveling over a thousand miles to visit him, like from Minnesota to New York, that's far. I would probably be romantically interested in them. I don't think I would just do that for some guy. Yeah. And this totally makes sense now like why she would go home early because if you're if the person you're visiting isn't even bothering to spend time with you why are you there exactly if she arrived there with expectations of some kind and he just like ignored her the whole time i that would make a lot of sense to me is why she would want to leave even if it doesn't even sound like he met the basic expectations of visiting someone like he didn't even spend time with her at the party like, did he? Right. Yeah, it's I mean, he might. Obviously, I wasn't there. And again, a lot of the people like the people they question. It took me a long time to find that his name was James vs. Meech. Oh, like, so that that's, was not even that, a lot of articles called him like a young man that she went to visit. Like a lot of it's being covered. Oh, OK. So there's a lot that wasn't put out to the public. Yeah. That web sleuths have discovered. OK. I did find his name in I all of our sources are in the show notes. Obviously, I found his name in a couple articles, but a lot of them say this young man she was visiting. They don't even oh. talk about his identity. Did the did the police like not consider him a suspect or? I believe they questioned him, although I couldn't find record of that. But I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they questioned him. I'm just I just. In the 35 years, they have never officially named a suspect. Oh, my God. I can imagine her mother's frustration. This is just... Yeah. But they did effectively rule most of the people at the party out as being suspects. Oh, that's good. So other people speculate that the people at the party started doing drugs and that Kristen was uncomfortable with that since she wasn't the type to do drugs at a party like reading that poem before she was kind of talking about how she hated drugs yeah a little bit yeah so if i think it was just weed at the time but i i guess i can understand if you're like really against drugs and everybody starts smoking weed you might want to like go get some air yeah you you might just be a reason that she i've definitely met people that are just uncomfortable with drugs being in the vicinity like yeah it's like it's fine if you do them i just don't I just don't want to, and please don't do it in, right in front of me. Right. But but I um, guess there there are other people that really, really don't like being around drugs, so it makes sense for you to li- leave the party, especially if they're if they're smoking in a trailer. Oh yeah, everybody's like getting just high. Just want to walk outside. Yeah, and maybe she like maybe she, that's why she just like kind of stepped out. Yeah, that makes sense. So either way, Kristen obviously left that night for a walk. And witnesses say that they saw two white males behind her as she left and that they were behind her and they were kind of gaining on her. Okay. According to CNY Central, quote, the men were described as white, slightly under six feet tall, and one had shoulder length brown hair. Both were said to be wearing jeans and one may have had on a jean jacket. 
The witnesses also described a green or blue car pulling up to Kristen and possibly attempting to lure her inside. Huh. All of this seems just a little bit odd since she's on the phone with her mother, right? While she's taking this walk for some. I don't know how long the phone call was with her mom. It might have just been like, Mom, I just want to let you know I'm coming home. Like, I don't want to talk about it right now. I'll talk to you later. Like, I'll, I'll just be home early. Oh, OK. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I think it was it was something like that. It wasn't really like. Oh, okay. An extended phone call. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Right. Because I was thinking like if if I was on the phone with my mom and I was taking a walk at night, I would definitely mention like, hey, mom, there's some suspicious activity going on behind me. Like there's two guys following me and this car is trying to lure me. Like you would say that. I feel. Right. Oh, yeah. And I I guess she she must have not noticed the guys behind her or I bet she would have like called her mom back. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So. Or um, maybe she just didn't think anything of it because, as her dad said, she was a very trusting person. So maybe she just right that too. I, I which I mean it. I mean it makes sense that she was that trusting because she went to visit this guy she barely knew in the first place. Right. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. So these people that witnesses claim to see unfortunately have never been identified. Although police have said that these individuals most likely know something. So they think that these are their guys. They just haven't found them. So they, they don't suspect. What's his face? James Versmeech. No. It's so close <laughs> to don't. Jason Voorhees. It's so close. It's. <laughs> there's there's no way he doesn't know something. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So about an hour after Kristen left, the people at the party kind of noticed she was missing and that she's been gone way too long. And so two of them decided to go look for her. According to them, and again, this is web sleuth, so I don't know how true, and I also don't know who these people are. Mm -hmm. They heard her scream but didn't know where she was, so they went back to the trailer. What? Like, they heard a scream and they were like, oh, my God, but, like, didn't know where it was coming from and then went back to the trailer. Maybe they were scared. I don't know. That doesn't know. make any sense, though. Like, who in their right mind hears a scream and then goes, ah, it's probably fine. And then, like, walks well, back to the. If you're if you're in, like, a rural area at probably, what, one o'clock in the morning and you hear somebody scream, I would be absolutely terrified and I would probably run and hide. Right, but, like, there's a whole group of people back at that trailer. You could go back to the trailer and be like, hey, I heard a woman scream. We should probably go out there and look for Kristen. Oh, yeah, no. And, but, and, I'll, and the other witnesses that weren't at the party that saw the guys behind her, why didn't they do anything? Right. Like, why like there was a lot that could have been done. If you saw that they were gaining on her pretty suspiciously, why didn't you give a heads up? Or, say anything. Yeah. yeah. This is, it's yeah. all just... It's all pretty suspicious to me, honestly. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I understand it's coming from web sleuths, but it's just like, really, guys, you're going to hear a scream and not do anything. The least you could do is call 911. The very least. Oh, yeah. And they eventually called the police. Then, like, I don't know what time they ended up calling the police, but they did end up reporting her missing. Right. And, and I mean, maybe they hesitated because of the the drugs at the party but i'm pretty sure if you called the 911 and said i just heard a scream in the cornfield you smoking weed becomes less of an issue for them yeah so. that's true <laughs> yeah um and i it's frustrating that all the information is kind of jumbled and in so many different places i wish i could give you guys more of an accurate picture of the night's events but this is what we're working with mm -hmm. About a week after Kristen's body was found, a call came into police, and the caller has a distinctive voice and accent, so I'm going to play the call for you now. Uh, it is kind of hard to understand, so after I play it, maybe we can read the transcript. Okay. But here it goes. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. No. Green Chevy. 
So it was kind of hard to hear. Yeah. I I right. heard you'll find what you want and that was so creepy. Oh yeah. So, let's read the transcript. Do you want to be the trooper? Okay. Okay. Do you have it up? Yeah. All right. All right. State police, Trooper Rare. Hello. Hi. Is this the state police in Ovid? Yes, it is. Listen to me, all right? Yep. And uh, don't interrupt me. Do you want the guy that killed that guy or uh, that girl? Go ahead. You look at uh, uh, behind the Chevy, the green Chevy on uh, Main Street in Waterloo, and you'll find him. And if you open the trunk, if you open the trunk, you'll find what you want. Okay, a green Chevy on Main Street? In Waterloo. And if you open the trunk, I'm getting out of town because I told him not to do it. I told him not to do it. I'm getting out of town. But wait a minute now. Okay, green Chevy? And then he hung up. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty suspicious. That's suspicious. (laughs) That's weird. But people saw a green car that night, right? Exactly. If you remember what witnesses had said about the green car, this call becomes even more chilling because it's a green car. And I'm right. sure that they hadn't released the thing about the green car yet. Yeah, I mean, at the I, time, it was. I mean, I I found it like in a in an article hidden somewhere. So I doubt that they were reporting like, oh, there's a green Chevy that we're looking for. So I think yeah. that that when they said, oh, it's a green Chevy, it made them be like, oh my god, this could be our guys. And police still to this day believe that that caller could have been one of the two men that were following Kristen that night and that they know something that happened. But unfortunately, they never found the Chevy and they never found the man. Wow. Did they... I mean, I'm assuming they went to go check it out, but that's pretty weird that it wouldn't be there. You know, like, why would he tell you that it was... Oh, you know what, though? If he's saying, like, I told him not to do it, this guy's running out of town, but the other guy knows that this guy's running out of town. Right. So maybe he left town also. But maybe he also figured out what this guy was doing. Wait, if you yeah. open the trunk, you'll get I I don't know what you would want to find. I think knife, it was I guess I think it was the weapon supposedly yeah. was in the trunk. But it it does sound exactly like you're describing. This is one of the guys that was following her. This guy didn't want any part of it and the other guy did uh, the other guy's the imposter and he super murdered her. <laughs> He's yeah. super He did it. Yeah. Ah. It's really annoying. So over the years, as I said before, there have been no official suspects, but two men believe that they are the center of the investigation and their names are Doug Zamet and Mike Swank. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah. Zamet and Swank claim to have been unfairly interrogated by the police and they're nervous that amidst police scrambling for a break in the case, they will be arrested. Zamet and Swank may be on police's radar because Zamet's stepsister went to police and told them that on the day of Kristen's murder, she saw Zamet and Swank with blood all over them. Well, that's pretty suspicious. Yeah. So they claim that they had a pig roast that weekend and therefore had blood on them from slaughtering the pig, which is a little convenient, but there is no concrete evidence that the pig roast or them having blood on them in the same night is even true. Because this information didn't surface until 2014. Oh. So, like, as we know from covering the case of Adnan Syed, it's extremely hard to remember what you were doing on a certain date, especially if it was a long time ago. And the idea that any of these people remember that they had a pig roast on a specific day 28 years ago is kind of slim. But if something really significant happened, like the murder of Kristen O'Connell, for example, they might remember. Right. They you, so they said they had a pig roast twenty eight years later when they were asked about that date. Yeah, that I don't know. And they it and the police said sad. the police said to them like, "Why do you remember this pig roast?" And they're like, "Oh, well, we slaughtered the pig. We got it in the back of the car. Like, it was it their know. first time slaughtering a pig? Like, I don't what know. I, they I guess they just remembered. I I've never slaughtered a pig, so I don't know what it's like, but." I mean, I'm sure that it's very bloody, but uh, um, that just sounds really weird. It sounds, to me, it sounds like a story you would come up with if you needed a story. Right. Right. So, 
Uh, I don't know. These these guys are kind of crazy. They like painted something on their fence about like it was a pig roast. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, okay. <laughs> but like, like they definitely <laughs> voted for Trump. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they painted it on their fence. Yeah, it was a pig roast. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, literally, yeah. So, uh, I I don't know how I feel about them. Uh, honestly, I don't know. Also, like, if it was 28 years ago and, and the guilt of murdering somebody has been weighing on you for 28 years and you finally get caught, I wonder if, if it was actually them, they would just be like, yeah, we did it. You know what I mean? Depending on the person and the level of sociopath that they are. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I honestly, I can't imagine that the guy in the 911 call didn't like, he obviously wasn't coping with it well. So getting out of town doesn't mean that he ran away from it. So I'm 100% sure if anybody confronted him about it, he, he, would, he admitted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, what I'm, that's I, what I'm thinking. I honestly, and this is a little bit like dark, but I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't around anymore, that guy. That's another thing is this happened 35 years ago, and it's getting to the point that the witnesses and some people at the party and whoever did it honestly could be dead right it's like it's been a while so like like Kristen's mom is 76 now she was only 40 when it happened you know what I mean so I don't know but as I said before, because of the rainstorm there was not a lot of evidence left behind however her clothes were found nearby her body and due to advances in technology it is now possible to recover touch dna as they're calling it and it's exactly what it sounds like it used to be that when they did dna or when they sampled dna it had to be either blood skin or hair right Mm -hmm. yeah but now they're actually able to recover fingerprints from clothing using this new technology so if somebody were to like if if i were to touch my clothing and this was sent away for dna analysis you would see my fingerprints that's a that's really cool but i do i I have another okay so she was naked right yeah so are you telling me that there's no semen like i i it might have been washed away in the rain i don't i don't know and it was two days later, so I don't, I don't know. But I, I mean, that's unfortunate if it was washed away, because yeah, I, I mean, that to me is always it. a definite. But yeah. yeah, but let's hope that this new touch DNA reveals something. Well, at least for. Oh. The Department of Health is not letting it happen. What? So the famed couple that uses this new technology are named Richard and Selma. Eichenlinbloom, and they're from Amsterdam, which is why the DNA won't be released to them. New York doesn't have the proper laws and permits in place to release this to another country. And although many people have begged for this one-time exemption to just like let these people test it, even Amy Klobuchar literally called people and was like, "You have to like you have to let them take this DNA." Um, yeah. It hasn't happened. It was in 2009 that these people offered to test it and they still haven't let them send it away. And the Eichenland Blooms are famous for a reason. They have an incredible track record when it comes to solving cold cases with their technology. But the Department of Health won't let them release the information. That's absolutely insane. Because it goes against New York state law? Yeah. That's what it is? Yeah. Well... Then change that law. Right. I don't. Right. Even... I don't know if it's a law or if it's like a. I. I don't know exactly what the. The guideline or the law or the permits or whatever it is is. I don't, but we're not. I, don't I understand... guess they're not allowed to send, the DNA across borders like that. I don't understand. If you have a family member literally saying do it, then why? why? I don't. I know. just don't understand what's stopping these people from solving a murder. I don't know. It's New York State standing in the way of solving a murder. Yeah. that's Because police believe that Kristen put up a real fight the night of the murder. So they're very hopeful that there is DNA on her clothing that can lead to justice. But it hasn't been tested. So 
we're going to leave a petition down in the show notes. If you take a minute to sign, maybe we can get the approval for the DNA to be tested. The one, the petition that I found only had a couple hundred signatures. So blow it up. And yeah, that's pretty much all we know. Uh, I'm going to leave you with a quote from Kristen's mom, Phyllis. She said, quote, I hope they look inside their own hearts and think about what it would be like to lose one of their own children and not have a resolution. Any bit of information they have would help us. Yeah. So let the Ike and Blooms look. Let them test. Yeah. <laughs> let them test. <laughs> and let them test. Besides that, even if you're out there listening and you think you might know something, if you recognize the voice we played, if a green Chevy in 1985 means anything to you, then please call the New York State Police tip line. The number is 1-800-448-3847. They would love a Who, break in this case. Do we have a phone number to call to um, push the testing? Is there a phone number for someone? Oh, I don't know. I only saw I saw a change.org petition. Oh. If, if I do find a phone number, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Maybe it's just a call to the New York State Department of Health. Yeah, I'm sure if go, we called, hello, we're dead drunk and we want you to <laughs> test this DNA, they'd be like, okay, sure. Hey, we're dead drunk and we're calling on behalf of Phyllis and we're pretty pissed off, if we're being honest, <laughs> just want an answer to what happened in 1985 Yeah, in Ovid, New York in 1985. Yeah. The strangest named town in the whole freaking state. That's not true. There's Onion Town, right? Is that, is that a real name of a place? <laughs> I've right? never heard of it. Is there? Oh, I've only heard of it in like, you know what? I'm going to give it a quick goog. Onion Town? Oh, yeah. It's a road. Sorry. It's a road Onion in Dutchess town County, New York. Road. It's not like a real town. It's a road. I just remember people in my area going like, dude, don't drive through Onion Town. Like, it's real sketchy. Oh I don't know. God. You would die, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah that's the case that's really upsetting i am so upset for you phyllis and i'm just gonna i don't know i'm gonna find a number to call or someone to bother about this because i need it's ridiculous that also because exists and we're not using it that's what i'm saying is like these stupid laws are keeping us from discovering answers to stuff right. and important things like murders but other stuff like i mean i'm sure that somebody out there has the cure for cancer but they're just waiting to see how much money they can make off of it or whatever bullshit is out there yeah. there's definitely some more bullshit happening where we're not getting answers to things just because people are greedy or horrible or stupid laws are in place yeah i I cannot believe that New York State is literally standing in the way of solving this murder. Yeah. Like, they're trying to solve it on one end, and then on the other end, they're standing in the way. So, it, it. I mean, at this point, Phyllis could probably hire some people to break into <laughs> the police station in Ovid, steal the DNA, and just fly to Amsterdam. Alexa, like, play at this Mission point. Impossible. <laughs> anyway. Phyllis, if you're going to do that, hire really good people, professional people. Hire us. To, uh, well, no. Oh, my God. She's talking to me. <laughs> Alexa heard me, and she started talking. <laughs> so, yeah. Want to plug our sources? Socials? Source, want to plug our socials? <laughs> <laughs> sure. If you want to talk to us about other stupid laws that you hate or other cases that you'd like to get answers to... You can talk to us about that on Facebook by just messaging us or in our discussion group, which you can find under these names. <laughs> Dead Drunk a True Crime Podcast is the page. Dead Drunk Discussions is the discussion group. Yes, and we like to talk to you about stuff. I know that we Please. haven't been active lately, but who has? So a lot is going on, you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot, lot of stuff going on in the world. You if you want to be our social media manager, you can apply <laughs> to you our You can apply email. by emailing us at <laughs> deaddrunkpod at gmail.com if you make this drink or the walnut apple old fashioned which I want to have please send it to me no I'm just kidding um, <laughs> please tag us in any pictures you post on Instagram at deaddrunkcrime or you can tweet at us on the tweeters at deaddrunkcrime on the tweeters 
You can find all these sources and the link to the petition in our show notes, but you can also find this, all of the sources written out and the episode written out in full on our website at deaddrunkpodcast.com. And as we mentioned earlier, we have a Patreon where we're trying to unlock Israel Keys and doing a bunch of other cool stuff. I think Spooky Shooters are going to be moving there, the multiple Spooky Shooters a month. So if you want more than one spooky thing a month, head over to our Patreon Go on over. Patreon.com slash deaddrunk. If you want to join us for $5 a month, you'll get a an episode of Unlocking Israel Keys and a spooky shooter and if you want to make it a double and give it be a $10 subscriber then you'll get spooky shooters Unlocking Israel Keys maybe some documentary reviews or just funny bloopers of us doing whatever the fuck and happy hour which we really want to host with you Zoom happy hours oh my god it'll be so much fun I'm really excited for those I also just realized that there is a spooky shooter out there of us doing spooky stories. Actually, there's two of them that I have not yet released, and maybe I'll just post those on Patreon. Ooh. So Ooh. those are going on our Patreon, guys. Get excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's all of our uh, We have business. merch in the show notes. Right. That's about it. Yeah, so um, the quiz that I found is it's it's called Upstate or Downstate for some reason, but it's a Sporkle quiz. And we have three minutes to name as many places in New York as we can, I believe. I'm going to press resume. Hold on. Yeah, there's 46 of them. Can you name the upstate New York cities? So, like, Albany, obviously. Right. Albany, Buffalo, Rochester, Schenectady. (laughs) (laughs) Does Poughkeepsie count? Also, Poughkeepsie doesn't count. I just tried to type it, and it doesn't count. So, we might be uh, out of luck. Ithaca, Utica, mm-hmm. uh, Troy. Oh my God, that's literally <laughs> where I live, and I didn't say it. Okay. Um, oh, Erie. No. Uh, yeah, Erie. That's a town, right? Niagara Falls. That's a city. Erie. Nope. Niagara Falls. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Um, uh, what about Oswego? Oh. The, oh, let's just name some Sunnis. Yeah. Let's. Sure. Binghamton, uh, uh, Oswego, Oneonta, Plattsburgh. Oneonta, Pla- Plattsburgh. Liz will kill me. <laughs> um, um, we have some more A's or B's to think about. A or B's? Yeah, it like they're in alphabetical order, so I'm looking at them. Oh. Um, Okay. Uh, um, I definitely know more. I like live here. Like, yeah, but what? I can't oh, think oh, of any oh, bees. Oh, 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 Adams from Castleton. That didn't count. <laughs> Why does that not count? Is that not a city? It's probably not uh, a city. That's the thing. Uh, well, what? What's the definition of a city? Probably. Skodak? Is that the city? No. I don't know. Type in Ovid, see what the definition of it. That's definitely not Ovid a city. isn't an answer. <laughs> what the heck? Oh, but Finger Lakes? No. No. Um shoot. Uh, um, Syracuse. We already did Buffalo, right? Oh, Syracuse, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I typed Syracuse. <laughs> what else do we have? I bet the people at home are like, guys. There's more A's. I honestly can't think of any other a place <laughs> or more bees yeah the only bees i know are buffalo and binghamton and that's it mm, what about oh 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 let's think about the throughway uh we have um i oh cohoes latham oh latham doesn't count cohoes counts um we have uh 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 Coxsackie. That's definitely that not a city. That didn't count. <laughs> um, we have... Where's... Uh, what's his name from? Who? Oh, the late the late show. Oh, darn it. We I got no 33%. Want to know the ones that we missed? Yeah. I'm mad about the first one. Amsterdam. It's right near me, and it's the <laughs> name of the place that those people are from. I literally... Auburn... Batavia, Canandaigua, oh. 
Corning, Dunkirk, Elmira, Fulton. Oh, I should have gotten those. Geneva, Glens Falls, obviously. Hudson. Uh. Cornell, <laughs> Gloversville. God. Oh, wait. Cornell? Oh, my God. I totally forgot. I just thought Ithaca was where Corning. No, Corning. Oh. And, Hor- and Hornell. Oh. Johnstown, Jamestown, Lackawanna, Lockport, Little Falls, Mechanicville, duh. North Tonawanda, duh. Norwich, Olean, Oneida, duh. Port Jervis, duh. Rensselaer, I tried to put that and I didn't spell it right and it's literally next to me. That's I put no. Two N's and, I put two N's and two S's and there's only one N. They um, still didn't Rome. accept it? That's You got gypped there. That's not right. That's Yeah. Rome, Salamanca. Oh my God. Saratoga Springs, obviously. <laughs> We missed so many. Tonawanda, Watertown, and Waterville, which is also right next to me. I never thought that was a city. I don't know. I, I, you know what I've learned this episode? That we don't know what the. I don't know what a city city is. (laughs) (laughs) What makes a city a city? You guys. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, there we go. Hopefully, Uh. we laughed at how stupid we are. I was never going to get any of those. I literally thought there were only A and B names left. I got so... Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I just got so caught up on like A and B. And I was like, my brain was literally like Buffalo Binghamton, Buffalo Binghamton, Buffalo Binghamton. That was it. (laughs) And Batavia. God, you can't remember Batavia? Oh, of course. The bustling city of Batavia, New York. (laughs) Uh, I want to visit Batavia. I never do. I'm mad at Batavia now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, junkies. Best wishes, Batavia. (laughs) Warmest regards, Batavia.